Do you ever feel like your to-do list is a marathon that you're always running but never quite finishing? I've been there too. And in this episode, we're diving into time management strategies that understand what it means to be a mom. You know, all the unpredictability, the inevitable overcommitment trap, the pull in a million directions. We'll explore how to prioritize tasks effectively, focus on one thing at a time, And finally, how to stop chasing after the elusive perfect mom image. Let's bring some balance to your life as we shift from frantic to focused, from overwhelmed to in control. Are you ready to jump off the hamster wheel and feel confident in making the most of your time each day? If so, you're in the right place. Let's simplify things together. I'm Erin Christopoulos, a mother of two and teacher-turned-mom strategist who puts the pieces of mom life together so you don't have to. I get that you're short on time and don't have the capacity to figure out everything on your own, which is why I'm here, to help you get clear on where to put your focus while protecting your time and energy so you can actually enjoy these years with your little ones. I'm ditching the overwhelming and unrealistic one-size-fits-all tactics and replacing them with an approach that's practical and personal because I believe your family is one of a kind with its own qualities and values that deserve an adaptable approach, offering support and encouragement where you need it most. From honest conversations and mindset shifts to practical tips and sustainable strategies, consider this your customizable guide to mom life. With the tools and resources you need at your fingertips, you'll finally have the confidence and clarity you need to bring more intention and ease to everyday life so that you and your family thrive. This is the Mom Life Handbook. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to thank you for the reviews you've been sharing. They really bring a smile to my face and ultimately help other moms find this show too. I really can't thank you enough if you are one of the individuals who's already taken the time to share your thoughts as a review. I especially wanted to pass on these words from DC Madre, who shared, as a mom of one, with a crazy job and a partner who's often gone, I'm loving Aaron's approach to parenting. It's hard to be present and manage everything at once, and I'm already feeling like there are going to be some good tips in future episodes. I really hope that these words help you feel less alone in the struggle we all share to manage everything on our plates. And I'm especially glad that this podcast is a source of that kind of support in your life. If you feel similarly, would you please share a review? It takes 20 seconds. I personally love using the dictation feature to let Siri do all the heavy lifting for me when I'm leaving reviews. And truly, reading your reviews helps me know what's resonating with you so that I can create episodes that feel really supportive to what you need most. And in thinking about what DC Madre shared, I know this week's episode is really going to hit home because we're really taking on the topic of time management and how it relates to our sense of being able to keep up with all the demands of mom life. And let's be honest, in addition to mom life being busy, it's also so unpredictable. And that's exactly why traditional time management strategies don't seem to work. However, your unpredictable mom life 
doesn't have to be a barrier to effective time management. In fact, it can be a catalyst for it. And I know you're probably rolling your eyes thinking, all right, I've tried it all. Nothing's going to work no matter what you say, Erin. But just hear me out because not long ago and even now and then today, I've been exactly where you are feeling like my schedule spiraling out of control, but the game changer came when I realized that time management for moms requires its own set of rules and strategies. And once you tap into those, you can create a day where you're not just reacting, but truly in control of where you're putting your time and efforts. I want you to picture what that would be like to feel less overwhelmed enjoying more balance and having precious quality time with your family and even to yourself. It sounds incredible, right? This is the magic of time management strategies tailored to mom life. So if you're ready to shake up your schedule, to feel in control rather than overrun, and to enjoy the time with your family rather than just trying to survive it, Stick with me because we're about to redefine time management for moms. Your more balanced and less overwhelming day is just one episode away. So let's jump in. Now I've put together five strategies that I think will really help you. A few things I want to preface that with is to please remember you shouldn't be trying all five strategies all at once. Pick one or two that resonate with you and start there. After you've mastered those, pick an extra strategy, layer it in. There's no reason to try to overhaul everything at once. I think that remembering that slow and steady wins the race race is really true here. If you try to completely change the way that you get things done in your day all at once, it can be too much to manage and you're really just setting yourself up to fail. So instead, as you tune in, I want you to think about which of the strategies feel most supportive to you right now and just focus on those for the time being. You can always save this episode and come back to it when you feel ready to add in extra strategies that are going to help you maximize your time and efforts even more. One of the first things I realized, although it took me a long time to have the realization, but one of the first things I realized when I sat down to really tease out, okay, I'm a mom now, and I know I have extra things on my plate, but I couldn't figure out how the days always filled up no matter what I was actually focusing my efforts on. And what I finally realized is that it was becoming all too easy as a mom to get pulled in far too many directions throughout the day. I finally realized that I wasn't doing a good enough job of actually prioritizing what mattered. Everything as a mom feels urgent, feels important. And that gets really hard to truly filter through all of the demands and figure out what actually moves the needle in feeling productive in your day. So I really want you to start thinking about how you could identify priorities, whether those are big priorities for your month ahead, or maybe just what are your main priorities for this week? Or if you really just want to zoom in on today, what are three things that really have to happen today? I think that Sometimes we look at our to-do list as moms and it's so overwhelming because there are more to-dos than hours in the day. It's hard to feel confident that you're going to make progress in your day when you're staring down that list of endless tasks. So instead, I want you to start thinking about 
Do all of those things really have to get done? Are some of those items just something that would be nice to have done? Or maybe is it realistic to expect that you and only you are going to get those tasks tasks checked off of your list? I think that sometimes we could be more honest with ourselves that there are other people in our lives or that we could reach out to who could support us in making sure that those things happen. It doesn't have to be just us. So I kind of want to tease that out with you right now so that we can really figure that out. As you filter through your to-do list, I want you to start looking for high impact and low impact tasks. Those high impact tasks are ones that are really relative to your specific skills as an individual. Low impact tasks are ones where your personal strengths have little to no impact on your family's day-to-day needs little to no impact compared to someone else's skill set. So here's some examples of some high impact tasks on my to-do list that I know are well suited to me and my personal strengths. As an educator, I know a lot about the ins and outs of the school system, about how to communicate with teachers, administrators, what things I should be looking out for when I'm looking at my own children's report cards or test results. So school communication really is my strong suit. So when it comes to all of the communication regarding school, whether that's registration, filling out paperwork that comes back the first day of school, or raising concerns with a given teacher, that falls on me because I have a higher impact than, say, my husband, who's an attorney by trade. Or... I'm the person who really, truly loves to cook. Now, do I love cooking every single meal for my family? No, I don't. But because I enjoy cooking, I also am more efficient in the kitchen. I am able to make modifications where needed. And that's actually really important because if my husband were doing the cooking, it would mean a lot of extra time for him wasted in the kitchen that he could be spending on higher impact tasks for him because He's not as familiar with cooking. So not only would that be time wasted, but then when we also start to think about my family's unique dietary needs, especially when it comes to my daughter's severe food allergies, it's a lot easier for me to quickly recognize where I can make modifications in a recipe, how I can adapt the recipes to fit my kids' preferences when it comes to their food while also making a dish that is going to be enjoyable to my husband and I. I find that Doing all of the meal prepping and cooking is a higher impact task for me than for my husband. So that's one that I've taken on in our family. Now, some examples of low impact tasks that maybe do fall on my plate, but don't necessarily have to, would be things like school drop-off or pickup. I'm not doing much communicating during that time. Now, do my kids need to get to school and need to be picked up from school? Absolutely. But I'm not bringing anything else to the table that someone else could easily bring to the table when it comes to driving the car or walking to school, talking to them, maybe giving them a snack if I'm picking them up or someone else is picking them up. Literally anyone could do that, right? So that's one example of a test that needs to happen in our household, but it's low impact. So maybe it's not one that I have to do, or maybe it's not one that I have to do every day. Maybe that's something I can share with my husband or with a neighbor. Another example when we're looking back at the meals is, you know, I could do the meal planning. I can pick the recipes, but doing the actual grocery shopping for the ingredients for this week's menu doesn't necessarily have to default to me. 
I don't have to physically walk into the grocery store and take the ingredients off the shelf. I often take advantage of the free services at grocery stores that allow me to place my grocery orders from the comfort of my home and rely on someone else to help me actually do the physical act of shopping in the store so that all I have to do is swing by the grocery store when I'm already driving past it on the way home from gymnastics and that task is done. Just because we are capable of doing all the tasks that our family needs in order to keep our household running smoothly doesn't necessarily mean that they are tasks that have to fall on my plate. So I want you to start thinking through the tasks that you're completing, either in your household or even at work or in your own business. What are the high impact tasks that really matter that you really should be focusing your time and attention on? And what are the low impact tasks that you could start thinking creatively about to help reduce the number of tasks that are on your plate because you can come up with some creative solutions in order to ensure that those are happening, but maybe in a more efficient way. We'll get more to that in a minute. But the big idea here is I want you to really start recognizing maybe how you're overcommitting because a lot of us know that we are capable of doing so much. So it's very easy to say yes and really hard to say no when a need arises and we know it's a need we could meet. I want you to start really thinking though about, hmm, is this something that's high impact or low impact? Is this something I should do because it's really suited to me? Or is this something I could do, but maybe I do or don't have the capacity for? I think that starting to filter through tasks that arise through that lens really helps you stay grounded and in control of your to-do list. Once you're really clear on the priorities in your to-do list, I want us to talk about how you could start to organize them better. I think that as moms, it's really easy to get caught up in the unpredictability of mom life and to assume that it's better to have no structure because things are so unpredictable. But the truth is, when we bring structure to our days or at least structure to our to-do lists, you're going to find that you set yourself up to have dedicated times when you're focused on getting those tasks done and then dedicated times where you're maybe focused on all the other things that really matter to you, like time connecting with your kids or time focused on your work. When you create kind of these structures in your life as a mom, it actually brings you a little bit more of a sense of freedom than if you didn't have the structure. Because if you're flying by the seat of your pants all the time, it really becomes overwhelming because you have no defined times for when things are going to get done. So you just end up trying to do all the things all at once, and it's really setting you up to fail. I loved this quote from Stephen Covey, who really does know so much about managing your time and focusing your efforts. He said, time management is really a misnomer. The challenge is not to manage time, but to manage ourselves. The key is not to prioritize what's on your schedule, but to schedule your priorities. So I think you could probably already see the connection here with what are your actual priorities? What's actually important? What are your high impact tasks? Because those are deserving of your time and efforts. Everything else we can figure out. We'll get there. But I think sometimes we give everything equal priority. And once you start filtering through your tasks and prioritizing them, you start to then see, okay, since these are important, now I need to figure out how I'm going to get those done. And a lot of times that comes down to our own self-discipline 
and coming up with systems that are going to set us up for success in achieving and accomplishing those priorities. I think for me, there are simple systems you can set in place to just help keep your priorities top of mind so that as opportunities to get other things done arise, you can kind of check yourself and just give yourself that opportunity to pause and decide, is this really something that I should add to my plate or is this something that can wait or is it something that someone else can do? And so some simple systems I like to use are um, honestly, sometimes just a post-it note. What are my top three priorities for today? I'm going to check those off. And then I have a nice to-do list. If I have time, I'll get to those. But if I don't, I'm going to cut myself slack. It really doesn't matter. That really has been so effective for me in just scheduling in, staying a little bit organized, but also staying very flexible in my approach. Now, when the kids are in school or in camp where their schedule is a little more predictable, or even when I knew I had someone taking care of the kids, you know, maybe on the weekdays. Those are times where I have had a lot of success with time blocking. I'm not going to dive into that in this particular episode, but I would be happy to do that if that's something you'd be interested in learning about, or even if it, you would like to dive a little deeper into other systems, not necessarily really rigid ones, but if you want me to dive more into, say, uh, ways I do my top three priorities or anything like that, just let me know in a review if you'd like an episode about that topic specifically. If I see that enough people are interested, I would absolutely love to make an episode about that topic. Now, I know you might be thinking, yeah, Erin, planning was great before I had kids, but that doesn't work because things always come up. I want you to remember, keeping your approach adaptable and flexible really helps you accommodate unexpected events. Having that loose plan of your top three to-dos is a very easy way to at least check yourself and focus on high impact tasks and filter through with urgency. So if someone asks you, oh, hey, I forgot we need to bring an appetizer to our friend's barbecue tomorrow, can you figure out what we could bring. You know, yes, that task is time sensitive. It's urgent. But I think that you need to check back through your high impact list of tasks. Is scooping up an appetizer at the grocery store, maybe one that's pre-made or something easy to throw together, is that high impact for you? It could be. Or is it something your partner could do? Or is it something that, you know, you could ask your mom or your mother-in-law to help out with? I'm not saying it's not an important task, but when you have a loose plan for it, well, where, what little time do I have today? What priorities really are high impact for me? It makes it easier to say yes or no with confidence. And I think that it's also something that your family will really respect as well, that when you can say, you know, hey, here are the other high priority items that I have on my list today, I don't think I can get to that, but I understand it's important. What can we do to work as a team to figure this out? I think it becomes a lot easier to be a more effective communicator and to also hold those boundaries that maybe have been blurred in the past. If you're feeling like you struggle with overcommitment or you feel guilty when you say no, I want you to go check out episode seven, which is all about mom burnout. You'll learn in that episode how to really get clear on the causes of things that are setting you up for burnout and help you create more effective boundaries. I think you'll find that there are some really practical strategies there that'll help you get back on track. I get it. Mom life can be a lot. And that's why I created the Focus Finder Quiz. 
This free interactive quiz is custom made for moms like you who are looking for some clear direction in navigating the challenges of everyday mom life. Answer just a few quick questions and you'll receive personalized results that showcase your mom's strengths and highlight any areas where you might be struggling. Plus, I'll send you a printable resource that offers simple, effective strategies to help you bring focus to the parts of your life where you need it most. If you're ready to say goodbye to the chaos and hello to ease, then it's time to take the Focus Finder quiz. Head to momlifehandbook.com slash quiz right now to take the quiz and get your personalized results and resources today. So once we're clear on our priorities and we come up with a very simple system of just keeping those priorities top of mind, I find that it's really helpful to carve out moments in your day where you can really focus in on some intentional single tasking. Research is showing more and more that our brains are not designed for multitasking. Say what you want. I know you are capable of doing more than one thing at a time, but that does not mean that you are efficient at it or that it helps you check more items off your to-do list as a result. Instead, if you really want to get things done, I want you to start thinking about how you can single task. This quote from Tony Robbins really sums it up so perfectly. One reason so few of us achieve what we truly want is that we never direct our focus. We never concentrate our power. Instead, we're spreading ourselves far too thin. We're trying to do too much all at the same time. And I think that we can all relate to those moments when we try to start folding a load of clothes and then we immediately hear, mom, come play with me. Or we start to cook dinner and our little one is feeling extra needy and wants us to hold them. And we try to do it all at once. And I get it. I understand that, especially if you're at home with your little ones, it's hard to also try to feel productive at the same time. I get that the idea of single tasking can sound a little aspirational. But let's dive into some ways that you can actually make this work for short periods of time. We're not talking about 30 minutes or anything like that where you're going to be uninterrupted because I don't know that that's necessarily a realistic expectation of our little ones. But you will find after you set up some basic ways of achieving five or 10 minutes at a time, your kids will grow accustomed to it. And eventually you can really extend that time more and more. And you'll also get better at getting things done more quickly once you really master the craft of single tasking. I'm thinking back to the days when my kids used to take a nap and I'd put them down and I wouldn't even know where to begin because I had so many things I wanted to get done at that time. So if your kids do nap, this can be a great time to get things done. It can also be a great time for you to make some time for yourself to rest and recharge. But I think sometimes we have this awareness of all the things that need to get done during a short period of time that it's so hard to know where even to begin. And so I think you'll find that if you can make your priority list, it will become very clear to you exactly where your efforts should go. And as a result, you save time because you're very clear on what needs to happen and you'll be able to cut through all of the extra noise. And then that way too, if something like a nap time gets cut short, you've likely gotten through at least one or two high impact tasks that you won't be upset if your child you know, wakes up early or maybe on the flip side, they're 
not falling asleep. And I remember those days where I would get so frustrated where I'm like, I have so much to get done and I need them to sleep. And then by the time I'd get my kids down for their nap, I would just be so spent. I wouldn't have the energy to get through my to-dos. So instead, I think that even if you can just have that priority list right in front of you on a little post-it note, it makes it a lot easier to recognize like, okay, it's okay they're not falling asleep yet. I really just need to get through this number one priority. It will only take me 10 minutes. I know I'll at least get that. And you can just kind of release the pressure on everything else. You'll find that it really helps. So make sure that you're really focused in on those high impact tasks. And then I want you to also make sure that you turn off distractions. Those tend to slow us down. So if my phone's nearby, I tend to pick it up a lot. I'm going to go check Instagram, check my email. Instead, if you can pop in an earbud and listen to a podcast or an audiobook, kind of focuses your attention. You can do that while you're getting some things done, which I feel like is really helpful. And then if you are someone who's feeling like, okay, my kids don't nap or I'm not home for nap time. If you go back to episode five of the podcast, it's titled family quality time, strategies for meaningful connections, you're going to find that I walk you through this amazing strategy of how to spend time intentionally with your child prior to focus time on getting tasks done. You'll find that by giving them that dedicated time and attention, they're more likely to be set up for success for some independent play or time alone, maybe that's even just some quiet time that you have designated for them, where then they don't need you quite as much as they otherwise would. And you can go get some things done uninterrupted. And then you can wrap it up with some more connection time with your kids. So if that's a strategy you haven't tried before, it's one of the ones that I talk about in the fifth episode of the podcast. So be sure to go check that one out because it will set you up for some uninterrupted time to get things done. So we've already talked about how to prioritize your tasks, how to plan when you're gonna get them done, even if it is as simple as a top three list for the day, and then how to focus in and just carve out five, 10 minutes to get some of those tasks done and focusing in on those tasks so you're not trying to do too much all at once. But what about the tasks that don't fit into our schedule or are low impact but still need to get done. I know that you're probably not going to like my answer on this, but I want you to really start realizing you cannot do everything that is on your plate currently. And it is time for you to start recognizing ways that you can delegate or delete or delay some of the tasks that are on your to-do list that really are not high impact for you. Now, I get it. When it comes to folding laundry in your house, there's probably no one that's going to say, yep, that's me. That's my strength. But I'll tell you what, um, a great example of that is I am the world's slowest laundry folder. I don't know why. Can't get it done quickly. My husband, he goes in, he gets through a whole basket of laundry in under 10 minutes. Now, are they Mari Kondo style folding? Nope. They are not. But to me, sometimes when I'm in a pinch and I'm like, I can't, I have other things I have to get done. Can you please help with the laundry? He's in, he's out. It's really not much time for him and the task is done. So I want you to think about how if push comes to shove and you do have more tasks than time, can you start to ask for help? You know, I still on a day-to-day -day basis fold most of the laundry for our family. But that doesn't mean that it has to always default to me. There are times where I can delegate and ask for help. Also, we're getting to a point in my family where 
my son is just about old enough that he could be folding his own clothes, right? So I can start delegating that out to him. Or, you know, right now I've delegated, you put your clothes away. So I fold them, he puts them away. It's a completely age appropriate responsibility to expect him to be able to do. And I know we talked earlier about how to outsource things like grocery shopping. What are some other ways, if financially feasible, that you could be outsourcing some of the heavy lifting? That could be house cleaning, grocery delivery, babysitting. It could even be setting up auto-subscribe for things that you know you need on a recurring basis, like paper towels or laundry detergent. These are things that can free up significant time and brain power, which I feel like is so important because when your mind is trying to keep track of so much, it's easy for things to fall through the cracks. And that's really overwhelming and it can be upsetting too. So do what you can to use outsourcing as a form of delegation, even if some of that is just automating tasks or things that need to get done. I know I even have recurring reminders on my calendar that help me know when something needs to get done. It just helps make sure that it happens, but it doesn't take up my mental capacity at the same time. I also want you to think about too, if you know that something like the dishes need to, the dishwasher needs to be unloaded. Okay. It's okay if that is a low impact task that is on your to-do list. Maybe start thinking too about either, is that something that could be delayed it's probably not as urgent as maybe something else on your priority list. So using your dedicated time where you are single tasking, focusing that on your high impact tasks, and then finding ways to get tasks that are low impact and maybe not as urgent, getting those done when the kids are around and awake can help you feel more efficient as well. So, you know, also our kids having a role in the household and being contributors is really important. So Asking them to help unload the dishwasher with you can actually be something that's fun and instill a sense of responsibility and creates the sense of teamwork for your family. So be looking for those opportunities that, you know, if something is low impact for you, it's also probably low effort, although it does take effort and it does take time. It's not like you need to use your brain power for that. So feel free to get those things done at that time. And if you want other helpful strategies like that, I want you to go check out the free guide that I put together for you. It's all about productivity secrets for busy moms. And that's one of them, figuring out which tasks should get done when. So if you want more strategies like that, I've linked it in the show notes, or you can just go to momlifehandbook.com slash productivity guide and grab it right there to get things done in a more thoughtful way. Also, if you're feeling like you need some extra support in delegating tasks when it comes to you and your partner getting things done around the home, I know a lot of moms who have found Eve Rodsky's work really helpful. She wrote Fair Play and it's all about how to create equity in the home when it comes to getting tasks done. So definitely check out her work. I think it is so great and it starts, if nothing else, the wheels turning for you in terms of Hmm, is it realistic that so much does default to me? Or are there things that my partner and I could be doing to bring more equity in getting things done around the house? And then remember too that just because there are tasks you could do, it doesn't mean that they even have to get done. You can delay them or you can delete them altogether. For example, my mudroom is such a mess. I'm at the time of this recording, it's June, and I literally haven't put snow gear away. But it, it needs to happen. But to me right now, that's 
not a high impact task, nor is it urgent. So for now, the winter gear is staying in the mudroom. I will get to it in a week or two. I am delaying that task. And who knows? I may ultimately just delete it altogether. It really doesn't matter that the snow gear is sitting in there. It's not bothering anyone. And it snows so early in Colorado anyway, we may end up needing it in just a few months' time. And the last thing I want you to really focus on is embracing imperfection. You know, my mudroom being a perfect example of that is not the perfect mudroom that's ready for summer. It will be, hopefully, soon. But I'm okay with the fact that it's imperfect. It, it doesn't hinder our family's day-to-day function. And so I want you to really start thinking more about how can you make progress in maybe making your home more organized or make more progress in bringing a little structure to your day without feeling like it all has to be perfect. I think that, and I've said it before, but social media really does create this sense of, wow, so many other moms have it together. They're so organized. They're so fun. They do so much and they make it look so easy. But we have to remember, we are really just seeing the tip of the iceberg there. We are seeing the highlights of their life, right? And they're doing it from a place of wanting to be encouraging and help make life easier for you by creating inspiration. But I think sometimes it creates this sense of comparison that we need to be really cautious of and cognizant of. So just remember, no one's life is perfect, no matter what you're seeing. And everyone's circumstances are different. And so are their values and what really matters to them. So just remember, we're not going for perfection here. We're going for focusing on what matters most to you and what's realistic for you to get done and what's within your capacity. You don't have to get everything done every single day. And I want to really leave you with this thought that Your worth as a mom is not tied to your productivity. I want you to really realize that being a good mom has nothing to do with how clean your home is, how organized your home is, how many tasks you check off your to-do list in a day. I want you to give yourself permission to relieve this pressure of perfection. You're going to find that if you focus on what truly matters, you can cultivate an environment where you're self-compassionate and that you're really present for your family because you're not so worried about the appearances and you're more worried about focusing on what really makes the biggest impact for your family, what matters most, and making sure that those needs are met. And then you have time and energy freed up for the things that really matter most to you. So there you have it. We've navigated the messiness of time management together And I hope you're walking away feeling a little lighter and a little more empowered. We've dug deeper into the heart of your schedule and found ways to put you back in the driver's seat. We've explored how prioritization and focus can transform your day, leading you to more balance, more control, and more joy in the everyday. And remember, your day is not about ticking off everything on your to-do list. It's about choosing what truly matters to you, what aligns with your values, and where you want to invest your time. Remember to focus one task at a time, one moment at a time. There's power in doing less, but doing it well, rather than juggling too many balls in the air. Remember the beauty of imperfection. That being a great mom doesn't mean having to do it all, but doing what you can with love, grace, and authenticity. Picture yourself being truly in control of your day, leading your to-do list rather than being led by it. 
Imagine having more time for your family, more time for yourself, less stress and even more joy. That's the mom life you deserve. And that's the mom life that is in, that is entirely possible. So here's my challenge to you. Try out the steps we discussed today and remember to start small. Make those mindset shifts and watch as your day slowly but surely transforms. And if you're at a point where you feel like, hey, I get what you're saying, but seriously, I don't even have the time to make a plan to be able to implement the plan. And I get that. That's something that we can work on together. You can head to the show notes to learn about my custom one-on-one service. It's called the Routine Refresh. It's designed to give you a custom plan and personalized support that's tailor-made to fit your unique needs. And helping you manage your time better as you tick off your items on your to-do list would be the perfect routine for us to tackle together. To learn more, just head to the show notes for this episode or momlifehandbook.com slash services to learn how we can work together to simplify your to-do list in a way that makes sense for you and your family. You've just finished another episode of the Mom Life Handbook podcast. Remember to check out the episode description for all the important links and highlights from today's show. While you're there, tap the subscribe button so that new episodes are always at your fingertips. Before you go, I'd really appreciate hearing your thoughts about the show. It takes as little as 30 seconds to leave a review and your honest thoughts help me create a better show and help other moms discover it too. And if this episode really helped you out, go ahead and hit the share button to text it to a friend or share it on social media. You never know who in your life might benefit from a little extra support. Don't forget, there are lots of ways to stay connected beyond the podcast. Head over to momlifehandbook.com for additional resources or to learn about how to work with me. And be sure to follow along on Instagram at momlifehandbook. Send me a DM to say hey or to share your thoughts on today's episode. Connecting with you personally is what I really love most. And just in case you need to hear it today, you're doing an incredible job. I know it doesn't always feel like it, but you're here learning how to be better and do better. Keep working to bring more intention and ease into your life and know that I'm right here cheering you on. You're creating a beautiful journey for you and your family. I am so proud of you.